Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Conversation hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Yo. Hey. What's your team? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's also um, I feel like we haven't recorded in a long time, but it was just last week. It was just last yeah. week, but it does yeah. seem forever. Does I think because like we've just been having a lot of shit going, going on. Going on, yeah. yeah. Uh, how was y'all trip here? Um the trip was um the trip was lovely. You know, I got to <laughs> I got to meet another Uber driver that you know, I got the ins and outs of their lifestyle and talk about trans visibility since you know Transvisibility was the other day oh, while Sunday. Z was in the corner over it with his head down <laughs> the entire time. It's very tiring for me. Why? As a person that likes quiet Uber rides, quiet rides, you know, just chilling. And then you got them doing small talk about nothing. <laughs> what were they talking about? Um, you talking about the Uber her and the Uber driver? We had we had a like, really lovely conversation. She was just like, "Oh, really? Like mm-hmm. somebody tried to threaten you? Oh, okay. So that's why you have cameras in here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like to be a different type of Uber driver. I like to be more professional. <laughs> what? He had I cameras like in to, the car. He yes. had a record, a re- something recording in the car, and he had a video camera. Um inside but it was showing the outside because he had gotten an accident with someone and he couldn't prove it and so he was like I have this now just in case oh okay and, well, that's um, good. yeah I was like oh okay well that's smart I, but I, I don't know if I did but the recording in the inside I was like um yeah I'm like I kind of just paid it though a release form? right I was like this <laughs> is kind of like an invasion of my privacy like would you have told me if I wouldn't have asked about it right. I was just going to be recorded like how do I know you're not one of these like really weird people that mm. have sessions to my voice oh what you said and you and you just thought that this was small talk time oh yeah i paid it and i i i just started talking to him about different stuff he was telling me how he had to kick somebody out because they um they were um some type of um you don't even remember no no way they were racist (laughs) but they said they he was like 
on a different type of races. Like he he was from uh where did he say Scotland. from Scotland. So he was <laughs> he was he had more white privilege than the American white person and I was like oh okay and he said he got threatening and the what? next time Wait. he got threatened he was gonna yeah, kill him because he was like, from Pakistan I don't like this conversation <laughs> I would have been like what yeah I, it was just all over the place I was just asking questions getting into it getting into it I just I, but there's see, that's levels how, to white privilege right okay. I saw that he said well you would think that he wouldn't have said anything to me but uh, because how fair scared I am so I said oh so you recognize the privilege that you have but he skipped over that and we had talked about something else oh. and I was just, you know, I like to pick people's brains. Yeah, you be talking. I um, remember when we, was in, when we was in Dallas uh-huh. and she just kept on talking to the yep. <laughs> The thing is, he was the type to open the door for you and, you know, he was very professional and she was ruining the professional experience. It was like, you got this man going into his detail of his life. <laughs> I yes, just want right. to go with the, the I need the to know who I'm in the car with. Yeah. I want to bask in the, lux- the luxury. You seen them gloves but... he put on before and after he opened the door? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Get into the details. Oh, baby, listen. <laughs> That yeah, could have been really an interesting car, car ride. She was, was that with everybody. I, I mean, know that's what that's another reason listen. I was like, mm, I want to see how this play out. But she just kept talking. I was like, okay, keep <laughs> him busy if he's a weirdo. I guess, then. baby. No, you Go gotta ahead. get into that psyche, <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> I just came back from um, um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. How was that? It, it was. Was, was it cold? <clears throat> so. <laughs> So that's what's funny. So it it wasn't really that cold. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it really wasn't that cold. It was, you know, it was cool. A little jacket weather, but it was. It wasn't that cold. And and where I was and things that I saw was really really white. But when I will when I looked at the demographic, like literally, um, multiple experience of whiteness. Um, but when I looked at the demographic, they like Harrisburg like fifty percent black, and oh, I'm like, wow. why did I see the black people? Um, <laughs> I'm like, so it was kind of I don't know. I don't know what it was. Hmm. Um, but I was there for the GSA um, leadership summit. So this was the twelfth annual. Um, GSA Leadership Summit. What it is is the LGBT Center of Central Pennsylvania and the high school GSA students and advisors across this region, they do this um, they they have this unique opportunity for youth to come and other LGBTQ students and advisors to come and energize and talk about um, being leaders and in a safe, inclusive space. So they had me there as the keynote. Which is um, bomb. I loved it. Right. It was amazing. I didn't know what I was... So thank, shout out to um, Amanda Carter. Um, she said... I said, how did you find me? I thought that she had found me through the podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. She said, no, I just Googled um, black trans women activists. And <laughs> you popped up. Yeah, Come on, Google. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> do your job so (laughs) so she said um she's a black queer woman beautiful long dress uh she's gorgeous Mm. (laughs) she said she did her googles and she um hit me up emailed me and i was like oh and so what did what i didn't know is when we was negotiating um prices and you know stuff like that i didn't know that i had to do a keynote three days in a row oh, oh. <laughs> so that was funny in the beginning oh. 
Uh, so I was like, oh, so I thought I was going to do the keynote, like do one little thing and then a workshop. But it was three days of keynote in the morning, workshop uh-huh. in the afternoon, <laughs> keynote in the morning, <laughs> workshop in the afternoon. It was a lot of oh, work. Wow. But they had no problem giving me my coin. So it That's was uh, no tea. Hey, <laughs> that is what's up. That's nice. Um, and also, they warned me that it was going to be kids like high school students and college oh. students oh, and, that's da, 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 da. and so you had to keep it a little it was, pg-13 so that's what i thought <laughs> i thought that i had to keep it pg-13 but these kids was not pg-13 <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> they was cussing up a store no! they were wearing it out and then it was adults and, and it just was and no i didn't need to i thought that i needed to <laughs> so i give them so my this was my strategy okay this, oh, i wish i could have made this because this would have been really interesting <laughs> so i i thought that okay because i was going to do different type there was different levels of students so my first day it was going to be like i think junior high Mm. I think junior high to high school, and then the second day was high school, and then the third day a college student. So what I was gonna do is talk about, um, you know, for the young babies, talk about like history, so they don't, so they know that you're not alone. This is your ancestors has um, um, laid the foundation for you. Blah 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 blah. blah. And then when I get to the high schoolers, I just my, the next day because it was three days. Remember, mm-hmm. the third day, my 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 talk revolved around my high school experience, how I sued my high school, da da da, that whole story or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my college, the college kids, I was going to tell them about my college experience. Mm-hmm. So that was the strategy, hmm. baby. They had told me now the college kids, <laughs> they're just a little different. They're not going to be as enthused as the mm-hmm. <laughs> as the high schoolers and they were totally right the high schoolers talking for them was so much energy like it felt like talking to like a crowd even though the crowd was smaller <laughs> the first mm-hmm. time but then it, the second day is the one where the crowd was the biggest but it just felt like oh my god like i you getting feedback you getting laughs you getting um responses i'm making jokes about trump i'm making and, and they're just and you can you, i have you got to, having a kick yeah sessions. when you in a in an engaging audience it's just a whole different experience and then when i got to the college students <laughs> it's almost when i'm telling my story instead of them getting the humor in it they're getting real serious like oh my god you're so strong <laughs> i can't believe so it's almost the audience was really somber and <laughs> and yeah. like whatever until i had to get to the q a and then it was i was able to kind of lighten them up and they were asking the right questions and you know it was kind of cool but i really 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 enjoyed the high schoolers and it it just felt really good they wanted to take pictures um there's some listeners who listen to marsha's play oh. and i'm like wow. oh hi Find, I'm like, how did y'all find us? Because you know, most uh-huh. of our demographic is in their 20s or um, 30s. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, how did y'all find us? And they was like, we just searched and we found y'all and we started <laughs> listening. And it's like some white girl from um, a middle PA. That <laughs> is I'm so like, bomb. I'm like, wow. So it was an amazing experience. There was nothing bad about the experience. They were super, super professional. Um, Soon as Saturday, soon as Saturday came, they gave me the rest of the coins. Like I didn't even have to ask or wait for my coins to be. You know how people mm-hmm. play with your money sometimes. Don't really play with it, but like you got to go through all these hoops mm-hmm. to get your coins. It's like none of that. 
Come and get it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, oh, well, we're going to send it to you in this form. And make sure you sign this. And it was none of that. They kind of had my coins in it. It was no tea. I love that. Um, and only thing weird happened is the last day, this older, maybe 50, Uh-oh. 60, 50s. Don't tell me it's a white man. Yes. <laughs> 50, 60s, white couple, man and woman. They came to the summit to learn. <laughs> That's what the summit is for. So it's no it's tea. Um, yeah. Can you hear Don? I mean, can you hear Z? I hear you. Hello? Oh, no, I don't hear you no more. Talk now. Hello. You okay. can edit it out. Okay. Oh, it might have did that, fl- that um flashback stuff. Um, feedback stuff. Um, so they came to the summit to learn. Mm. <laughs> That's what the summit is for, mm-hmm. right? Um, and after my workshop, um, there's an amazing presenter that was there named um, Shannon Cumberbatch. She is a lawyer out of the Bronx, black girl, amazing, just brilliant as fuck. So we did. She did a. Um, she's she did a. <laughs> <laughs> she did a, um, a, a presentation about race, power, and privilege or whatever. Okay. So the white people came out of there like, <laughs> mind blown, and questions, and questions, 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 questions. Hmm. And so they stopped me and started asking me questions. So y'all know when I'm confronted in stuff like that, I'm usually, my personality is to be um, really nice because I'm kind of mothering. I'm really like, oh, understand and da, 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 da. even if even if it's weird even if it's a weird question i'm like oh i'm gonna give you the real but i'm more open than some people you have a Especially way of in the environment that you're in too and talking about it right yeah. so but i'm like that in any environment like if mm-hmm. you ask me some weird problematic questions i'm gonna be like well why do you think that that doesn't make sense and then i'll i'll try to break it down for you in a nice way educating you and i'm trying to get out of that because i'm not getting paid for this get out of here but this situation it was maybe you know maybe i can talk Mm. about it but bottom line his question was he prefaced the question about how why why is it so hard to have simple conversations and then he mm-hmm. went on to explain how he met this black guy down in i don't know i think let's just say north carolina he met this black guy and they could talk about anything without there being any kind of words that were offensive and the particular word that he was talking about was nigger uh and so I'm like talking uh, to Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. <laughs> Don't trust them new niggas so, over there, type of nigga. So he he started talking about this guy named Anthony. He was like, Anthony didn't have me didn't have a problem with me saying it at wow. all. And da da da. And so right in the moment, I say, <laughs> Well, I have a problem with you saying it because you're a whole white man. I have a problem with you saying oh nigger. So before there get any kind, before this niceness come off like I'm one of those Anthony people, it's not. I'm not. <laughs> so I don't want to let's stop you before you even go there because <laughs> I know my niceness might make you feel and my openness to the conversation might make you feel that I'm Welcome. Anthony I'm not Anthony <laughs> so that's number one and he was like see why does it have to be a big deal because it is a big deal to me and if you have to ask me that then you're on such a level you're on such a low level of understanding that 
Some people don't have the patience to deal with your lower level of mm-hmm. understanding of these type of issues. So you need to work with somebody like Anthony who's willing <laughs> to have those very, very low level race 101. That is, that's lower than 101. That's intermediate pre-college, mm-hmm. <laughs> pre-101, mm-hmm. um, pre, pre-racism 101 that you're at. And some people don't have the patience for that. That's right. civil rights. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and let you call people niggers in my face. Like, there's no way. But how do we learn? How do we learn past that if we can't have a simple conversation? And I was like, how do we not have... how? How are you an intelligent person and you can't have a conversation with me about race that does not include the word nigger? Explain right. that to me. And he was like, well, it's not like I want to say it, but if we're talking about it in no, the context of the conversation. it really bad. Well, really bad. <laughs> I'm like, why, kid? Why? That's a lot why of Why is do. this big, such a big deal? <laughs> why is this comfortable and the woman, for you? And the woman was like, the the woman was like, no, John. <laughs> like she, like she was kind of getting it. Where she was like, I'm not Shut where he's at. <laughs> it was so <laughs> strange and weird. It was the most, everything else was great, but that was like really weird. Mm-hmm. And you know, I ended up getting out of the conversation because I was like, real quick, you know, I, you, I, um, duck and roll. All right, <laughs> duck and roll, duck and roll. I hit it real quick. Yeah, then, enjoy your life. Have a nice day. Then the next, the, two seconds later, two, <laughs> I go to another area because I'm leaving from this area, and I'm sitting with these um, black girls. So there is. Two um, full side, full figure black girls, uh, me, all sitting in a row, all three full figure. Then across from us is a black trans man. Um, we're like in like a circle, like a informal circle. This this all happened on accident. It wasn't mm-hmm. like we playing this group. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and then we have a, I think a Latinx person, and then we have a white person. Now we're all in a circle, and they're talking about poppy stores poppy i think so they are from pa so they're calling shit poppy stores okay Mm -hmm. so i don't know what a poppy store is but uh, apparently in pennsylvania philadelphia pennsylvania that area poppy stores are like corn store like i guess new york's version of bodegas um our version of like the corner store what we Mm -hmm. call a corner store they call poppy stores Mm -hmm. so i was like so i was like what the hell is a poppy store and they was like oh i didn't know that that I've, I don't. I didn't. They were like, I didn't realize that you weren't from here, and that's why you don't get what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, the poppy stores—they call them poppy stores because I guess back in the now or previous times, it was a lot of Spanish people that um, owned the little corner stores, so they call them poppy stores. Oh, <laughs> and so, wow. because when you when you walk oh. in the store, they call you poppy. Hey, wow. poppy, what you trying to buy? Oh, that's what they said, <laughs> and they called the little <laughs> corner store poppy stores. And I was like, oh. Okay, so they're talking about the best place to get like a Philly cheese sandwich is the poppy store, and and, and they just and because so, if you go to a place, they're gonna charge you too much, and you know they just having this regional cultural conversation, mm-hmm. and I was living for it because you know I love that type of shit, like mm-hmm. I want to see the differences and da 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 da. So I asked a question, I asked some question. I can't remember what it was, but some question. But the white boy keeps jumping in our conversation. And it's not like this is our conversation where he where he couldn't get involved, mm-hmm. but it started to be annoying because mm-hmm. we're having the con- all of us are having a conversation and every time somebody asks a question, he just overtalks 
everybody in the situation. So me seeing this, once he gets done talking, I don't interrupt him. Mm -hmm. I let him finish. And then I go to the black girl and say, hey, what was you about to say before he interrupted? (laughs) And she was like, um, no, no, no. I said, what was you about to say? Because I wanted to hear what you had had to offer. I didn't say before he interrupted. I said, I wanted, what did you have to say before? So, because I wanted to see what you had to mm-hmm. offer, and she says, "Before I was rudely interrupted." <laughs> <laughs> was she high? She was in high school. I think they. No, I think this is the, no. This is the last day. So it was like, they were college. The college oh, she was unbothered. Yeah, <laughs> she said. She said before I was rudely interrupted multiple times. I said yes. <laughs> and he was like, and so he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And he was a tall, white, queer guy. And he was like, I'm sorry. And just kind of got silent. And so the whole time now it's awkward because we're all talking and he's not saying nothing. So he gets up and silently leaves. <laughs> the situation. Meanwhile, nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> and I say, and here comes my ignorant self. So I'm, I'm, tell, I'm saying this because this is a part of my ignorance that comes like just like the white man just did. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to show my trash bullshit coming out. So <laughs> when he leaves, we're sitting there talking and I'm like, Ugh. we're talking about food because we were talking about food. And so everybody talking about what they live for. And then they start having this amazing conversation about gentrification and the shame older people have around wanting to younger people living with other people as roommates. And then we start talking about how, yeah, y'all could get a house for this amount of money. And we, now we have to live with people to be able to survive and da, 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 da. That's normal mm-hmm. for us. And you shouldn't shame us for that. And just had this mm-hmm. amazing conversation. Gotcha. And then I start talking about how in Houston, you know, the cost of living is really, really low. I got a 877 foot one bedroom apartment for when I first moved here, it was like $575. Which is wow. <laughs> right. right. So, uh, so it really wasn't that expensive. And even now, it's not that expensive. So I was like, um, so we started, and they was like, what? And then they started talking about Texas. And they was like, oh, I really, I would love to go down there and get the food. And, and then we start to, back to talking about food. And then I said, yeah, if you go down there, if y'all come down, yeah, if you move down there, you sure will get fat. Now I'm saying this to I'm a plus size woman uh-huh. and I'm saying this to two plus size women uh-huh. and they stop in their tracks and say what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I say oh what did I just say? <laughs> that was like a microaggression from my point. Like, What's wrong with being fat? <laughs> like, I, but it just naturally I just naturally said it because that's what I thought you about. And you didn't fatness. mean to like offend them it was like oh, okay you're gonna eat really good because the food is good right and then <laughs> but still a, that's a microaggression for gotcha. a fat person <laughs> coming from a fat bitch it's like what <laughs> right <laughs> it's like what <laughs> so it was really really strange so I put my foot in my mouth and then in that situation <laughs> and then um, and then it was ready to go <laughs> to go to uh, the airport horrible the worst experience that I've had at an airport um, in a long time. I'm trying to, I want to say ever, but I, 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 my mind is when I came, when I was coming to PA, if you're a trans person Mm -hmm. that is Mm pre-op being tucked on an airplane is really uncomfortable. Right. Mm. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
<laughs> Baby, listen, I'm not going to be tucked on an airplane. I, right. Right. Oh, so, God, I don't even, so usually, because the seats are small and you're cramped, being tucked on an airplane Oof. is uncomfortable. So... What I do, no, I don't know. You can chime in if you um, want to. But what mm-hmm. I do when I'm go- when I know that I'm flying, I have on some panties that are that's gonna keep me tucked, but not like tightly tucked. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Right. I well, okay. So <laughs> I'll have on panties that's gonna keep me tightly tucked. But if I want to be tuck, I'm gonna have on a tuck. And the reason why I'm gonna, I'm I'm confused. What do you mean by that? <laughs> it was the yes or <laughs> like, no, no question. No, but no, why? No, listen, because what? I normally do that. Like uh-huh. I only wear a tuck when I have to wear certain clothes that where I'm like you, you can't see it. Right. And otherwise, I'll get a um a yeast infection. Okay. Oh wow. What? <laughs> okay. I, well, I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Because I've had experience where I t- I tucked Are you for talking so about long. urinary tract infection? No, it was different. Uh, what, Mia? I went to Listen, the... we got to talk about this anyway. Let me <laughs> no, finish talking about... Because I, I never heard of no yeast infection. <laughs> I've heard of it, but... But like, <laughs> listen. No, you ain't got the stuff to get a yeast infection. You do, but, but not, not the... listen. But that's what that that's what the doctor told me. Okay. Take it out. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. This is a, a did you know for the day that you could get a yeast infection? No, I know you, tuck- you can, but from a tuck. <laughs> This is really rare. I've never heard of this. Baby, listen, because uh-huh. I decided to be tucked on um on a on a ride all the way from Atlanta to Florida for uh-huh. spring break, bitch, and I came back with a yeast infection. I said, Oh no. Uh, oh, you gotta explain that to me. Because I had a whole bathing suit on, bitch. I was trying to pop out the car ready for break spring break. Oh. Oh horrible. <laughs> I was young. Okay. No more. No male. Silly girl. No So <laughs> so when you go, when you travel, you I personally wear like loose clothes. I wore like a big dress, not a big dress, but you feel what I'm saying? Like something really loose that mm-hmm. I don't have to be concerned about my tuck like that. So I lost my ID before I came yeah. to, oh, to yeah, on the in trip Austin. in Austin. So I, you have to go through extra screening when you lose your ID. So I had my, my print off ID from, I ordered my ID. So mm. I had my print off and I had my social and I had my birth certificate. You know, all the things that you need, mm. but they still have to search you down. So mm. if I'm fully untucked, mm. when I go through that airline thing, that um that thing that they make you hold your hands up, mm-hmm. spread your legs, da, da, da. If I'm fully untucked, Something on the screen will show. <laughs> like if you look at the picture, it'll be this yellow mark around my dick. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, but if I'm decently tucked, it won't show anything. It will be normal. But if I'm like fully, like if I got a skirt, I'm like, fuck it, I ain't gonna tuck. It will do that. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so and so everybody, the TSA will look at the screen like Oh, you got something in your hand. Ah! So they have oh because they assume that you they assume that you're just a cis girl. They ask a cis officer girl to come over to um search you, to pat mm-hmm. you down, to check it. So 
like I said, I had some panties on, mm-hmm. and the screen didn't do that because I wasn't f- I wasn't totally untucked, mm-hmm. so it didn't do that. But I because I didn't have my ID, they still have to screen me. Mm-hmm. So, but the panties that I chose are not the normal ones that I choose because it's different style and different textures of panties that do better you know right. how, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because sometimes the cotton like, ones are the best the cotton ones are the best mm-hmm. or the, i like the ones that got the little spandex but i like it to be all of the same um fabric so fabric the, okay because sometimes around the elastic part will be stronger and then this part would be softer mm-hmm. yeah it'd be weird so i don't like those mm-hmm. but these those are the pennies that i had on <laughs> so when i put my when, when she's making me open my legs to do it my piece drops down <laughs> <laughs> so it, it drops down so, so dramatic so now she gotta take her hand and rub it down Woo! my crotch wait so wait you don't stop her I would've been whoa uh, oh, you say, can't cause then it's like what are you saying whoa for this is a TSA bitch bitch my cousin <laughs> I got a surprise girl <laughs> you find a motherfucker like the nigga off get out and wait I've been TSA. in this situation before and usually if somebody touches it they don't say anything they just go it, they just I've never had somebody do what this lady did Uh-oh. so oh, so she okay go ahead so we go so she's taking so they take the back of their hand and rub it down the front of your oh. front part to so, make sure it's flat to right it's really awkward not necessarily flat to make sure you don't have like a gun or something right yeah. there so she touches it. This lady, previously, anybody else just touch it, rub down, rub down, and done. Yeah. Even if I feel them touch it, I'm like, it's probably I, awkward for them too. Or they don't. They almost seem like they don't touch it. Like they never oh. did anything. It always oh. like doom. So, but this particular time, the first hand she touches it and then pokes it. Oh <laughs> no! With her finger, oh. and then I'm, I look down like, oh, you're touching my piece. <laughs> And so she do the other hand, and she was like, "What is this?" Uh, and I was like, "Uh, I'm trans." <laughs> and she jumps back and falls down. What? No, she did it. Wow. She jumps back and falls down like she was touching some anthrax or something. <laughs> she literally fell. Really, like, cause she was down, cause she was down in front of me checking my legs and my so she gagged gagged and rent lean back so now is the awkward moment where okay now that i'm she doesn't now realize you don't embarrass me it's only me her and a dual officer oh cute okay it's so it's me in the morning it was in, it was in a whole different section it's own section yeah it's no okay. no no we're by the um, TSA, we buy the checkout but we're not in a room or nothing we're like right there mm. but we far away from people to where if you're not we're, nobody is right there but mm, us. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So they, they pulled you to the side. Yes, they pull, They always do this. They always pull, it to, pull me to the side. And they ask you in the beginning, do you want to go to a private room? But because previously nothing like this has ever happened, I don't ask to go it. to the private room. I just say, okay. Even when, like previously, somebody else has touched it. And I'm like, <laughs> I know you touching it. But you don't say nothing. So, okay. And they say, okay, great. But this particular girl, she turns it into this African girl. She turns it into this <laughs> dramatic thing. Was she a mechanized African? No. And so she talked, and the, the the guy is a Latino guy. So she turns around. African American. No, she's not African American. She's African. 
Me and just laugh. I just wanted it to be politically correct. No, she's not. She's African. Okay. She's native born right. in Africa. She's weird African American. And she's okay. Yes. Got it. <laughs> so anyway, so she said. So now. They don't want to make it awkward because I know I'm not the first trans person to go through here. Right. So she turns her body to talk to the man to where I can't see her face. But bitch, I know what you're saying. Because we just in the head. And them. they're trying to negotiate with each other without me knowing how to ask me if I'm trans or not. Oh, <laughs> I would have just said, I, I would have thought. But I don't, she didn't hear me just say it. Uh-huh. She didn't hear me just wait, say it. But wait, then what made her gag? That she touched it. But wait, I thought making her gag is when you told her. No, apparently oh. not. I thought at first, yes. Oh. So she goes over to, I guess, the boss lady. And she has the boss lady come over. And the boss lady says, well, apparently she's not um, comfortable with clearing your groin area. So I have to touch you again. I was like yes I told her that I was trans I was a trans person and she was like oh I see she was like okay come on and she does it no no she she does her clearing I still would have been over she touched me and she says um, she was like we didn't want to make you uncomfortable. We didn't want to ask. We didn't want to. We really didn't know <laughs> how to go about the situation. To go about the situation. And I say, darling, y'all have to have tons of trans folks. She was like, yes, but you don't have your ID and we usually don't have to search them. Oh. They just go through. <laughs> like we see them, but we just go. We just they just go through. Mm-hmm. You don't have your ID. So we have to give you this search. Oh. And she was like, but I was like, but. Y'all should know how to handle these situations. And she was like, but we really don't. We really would have never known that you were trans. I was like, and that's all fine. But here's my card. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all need some type of training on these situations, you can pay me to come. She was like, oh, my God, yes. So I think I got a job. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward, but you know. Awkward, but Yeah, this is a huge thing coming back. So I was worried about it coming back to Houston mm. when I was on the um when I was coming on the peak when I when they took me back to the airport in Pennsylvania mm. so I was like let me go in this bathroom before I even go up to the and checkout and get her together <laughs> but the fact this is the thing when you get it I'm late because I have to do these checks before mm. and I'm I have to run to the plane like it was the last people coming on the plane. Like I'm, I don't have no time to go to the bathroom and undo it so I can be comfortable on the plane. So I sat on that plane coming back so uncomfortable. So you didn't go to the restroom? I couldn't. You know, what are you talking some... about on the plane? Yeah. Oh no, no I hate going on the plane. Now. Oh well, what I would just hate no. it. Somebody just been annoyed. I would have untucked her. Oh no! Once the lady next to me fell asleep, I reached under my skirt like this <laughs> and undid it. <laughs> my girl. It's actually some trans men I know that has some issues, like as far as packing. Uh-huh. If you're packing, sometimes that could read stuff. That could make uh-huh. them read stuff, and then also. If there's a certain amount of space in your pants, oh. then they also that also yeah. creates a radar. Exactly. <laughs> and I always hope that don't happen to me, so I pull up my pants super high. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't run through that. So my l- last week was really interesting um, on my PA trip, but I had an amazing time. And um, if you are in that that area that mid-region area of um, 
Pennsylvania, make sure y'all go check out the GSA Summit. <laughs> yes. You definitely and should be getting paid for stuff like that yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. What? Like those keynotes and what? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People been hooking me up. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes. I got something coming up. I'm going to Hawaii. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. See, so. you making... See... Oh yeah, this is important because yeah. I got fired from my job recently. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. I I didn't want to disclose that, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that, so yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay, yeah. So I got fired from my job um, last week. Well, it was officially a Friday. They called me and officially mm-hmm. said Friday. Um, on some bullshit. On some bullshit. It was totally ridiculous. A job that I've been at for seven years. Somebody needs um, to get twirled over. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Somebody needs to get twirled, but I'm, I'm trying to be grown, and I'm not trying to go to jail. So, uh, but I am kind of pissed still. But you know, you I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my thing. Um, so, you know, I got a couple of months of of savings, and I'm of course I'm looking for another job. So, if you this is, and I don't know, I feel like this may be a door opening to something else. So, if you know mm-hmm. some positions that are open in, in your city, it might be time for me to move, not to Atlanta. Um, <laughs> Why not to Atlanta? I'm not moving to Atlanta. I do not like Atlanta. I will go somewhere else. Why? Um, because I just I just don't I can't fuck with Atlanta like that. What's the reason? I don't like the city. I don't like uh, the city at all. What's wrong with the city? <laughs> this is the question she was asking the Uber driver. Right. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not a conversation that I want to have on air. <laughs> Um, I don't like the city. Like, I don't like the atmosphere of the city. I don't like the politics of the city. I don't like the city. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of it. A lot about it that I don't like. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We can, we can go but if you're not in Atlanta or you're somewhere else, Chicago, New York, um, L.A., um, Dallas, anywhere, if you have any positions um, that you think I might be interested in, send me an email. If you want to donate, you can do that, too. <laughs> right. But um, I think I'll be all right. I got a couple of months of savings to figure something out. Um I had an interview before I left PA, so waiting on the response mm-hmm. for them. Oh, wait. And um, Eloquy. Um, so we'll see what it is. So yes, mm-hmm. yes, people pay black women, specifically pay black trans, trans women. women. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Next subject. Oh my God! I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. (laughs) So thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? 
Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Well, me and Z did a interview with the Love Conference with your good girlfriend here. Oh, she's yes. So sweet. And um, she had us on uh, the conference and basically just talking about our love and stuff. And we did this um, over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, over... Um, over web- What's the conference called? Alternative Love Alternative conference? Love. I will put the link in the bottom. How was the experience? It was really, really good. It was, I mean, no, it, it was it was really good. The energy was nice. Everybody seemed like they were trying to learn about each other. Um, they had really good questions. It was kind of, it wasn't something that you really had to think about. It was kind of like the basic questions. Like, why, do you, why, do you, why are you trans? How long did you know? Type of things like that. But I enjoyed it. Mm. As you can see, I was... Very much so quiet. Why? I don't know. It was, I don't know. Maybe because it was the basic questions. So, for future reference, you can take them to a deeper level with your answer. True. Uh, excuse me. I'm True. Elmer Fudd today. You can take she was them trying to, get that out of us, <laughs> to a deeper level with your answers um, and talk about why those questions are so 101 basic and people can do the Googles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, um... One thing that I love, um, I love people who can ask me their own great, smart questions. Um, But if somebody sends you the questions beforehand, you actually can um, send them some questions back and say, hey, this is really what you should be asking because these questions are really 101 and we're not 101 people. We want to give you a little (laughs) bit more. So ask this. (laughs) That's what I do if if they send me some one-on-one questions. But recently, fairly recently, I've been doing interviews with amazing people um, that are really thoughtful. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you got to push them, push their envelope a little bit deeper. True, true. I think she did. But overall, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, it was cool. Good. So I will put that link in the bottom and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yes. Check us out. Uh, check it out and let us know what you think. Hashtag March's plate. Mm-hmm. So Mia just came back from getting. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm choking up a lung. Right. <laughs> Smoker's lung. No, not at all. Come <laughs> recovering from a, a cold. Um, Mia just came back from getting her name changed today. Hey. Yes. <laughs> like, which is long overdue. Uh-huh. Way long overdue. And it was easy. Congratulations. So easy. Thank you. That's a milestone. It, it is. is. I can give my, you know, my new name to my employers so they can stop sending group messages to everyone with my real name in it. Ah, Your real name? I'm Well, my, dead gu- my dead name. Yeah. It's officially dead now. It's officially dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got, it's officially dead. So my old name. Yeah. You know, when motherfuckers try it at the club, you could be like, now what, bitch? Now what? It has an F on it. <laughs> you know, oh, honey, you're going to do what? Call the police. <laughs> has an F. You know what? I, I actually was recapping on the conversation we had as far as when I was saying gender markers shouldn't be allowed. Oh, I didn't say they shouldn't be allowed, but it could be like, a, like, yeah, it could be a future reference things like, hey, to fix the problem, don't have gender markers at all. But I was thinking about... Um, those trans people that are, 
I guess so to say, they pass like maybe 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so what if it could be like, what if they present an ID and it says like, if it's a trans man, it says M, mm-hmm. like how comfortable that could be for them to where if they're not sure if they're passing or not. And if somebody is questioning, then mm-hmm. that could like grant access to, hey, call me male call, yeah. call me the right pronouns or like a trans woman like if we were to exactly. go out and people are like that's a trans and if she showed an id nah i saw f or something like that like right. the girl, be it like, does nah. give you a, le- a little level of security yeah i was thinking about that and how- that's what happened in that space with the um with the airport thing like they went mm. through my documents again God like you. when when they were talking to each other when she was trying to hide her mouth so i couldn't mm-hmm. read what she was saying mm-hmm. The man turned around and looked down at the documents mm-hmm. and on my birth certificate and everything else, it says F, mm-hmm. <laughs> not so my birth was, certificate. It doesn't say gagging. M or F. It just mm-hmm. says nothing. It says my name. And so they were like, hmm, do we, how do we go about this? Mm-hmm. So, yes, it does give a level of security when it's the right Right for the yeah. binary people. Yeah, for the binary people. Yeah, Absolutely. right. So I was like, hmm, maybe it it should still be an option if you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it should definitely still be an option because it could be like a, a security blanket for a lot of people. And I just, I feel so much safer now. Like mm. I feel free in a way yeah like, it's almost like it's just like it's just like a couple letters rearranged but it's just it's different because like people treat you differently like even me it's real subtle like it's real subtle when they when they used to clock from my id right how they act it's like they just they uh, they watch you longer they just stare at you longer it's just stuff like that and it just makes you not really know what they're thinking right so <coughs> excuse me it's just it's just a very freeing experience and so when you think about um like cis folks the cis privilege is when you when you present your id normally it's for identification purposes and you just present it and it's nothing but for a trans person when their id is not changed that can be the spark of mistreatment mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be the spark of you not getting a job mm-hmm. we just talked about a case a couple of episodes ago where when they saw her birth certificate mm-hmm. that she was male she would she didn't get the job mm-hmm. um when previous to that they were loving her Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about get going to a club mm-hmm. and you having problems with people or uh, to avoid problems with people, sometimes you're in a line and they get your ID and they see that you're trans, they won't let you in the club because they don't want trans girls in the club. Especially mm-hmm. if they already clocked if they already in clocked the line and they're like, ooh, I, ooh, just give me a reason so I can turn you around. Oh, I can I can say you're out of dress code. And then when you right. get there and your ID is not changed, you're like, oh, boom. boom. I had the legal authority to say that because when I got arrested, that's what they told me. She called me the wrong pronouns after I told her that I was trans. And she based it on my identification. She said, your ID says male. So I don't see what I'm doing wrong. Right. That's exactly what that. she told even, me. Even in the legal aspect right. of it, they try to make, like I was watching um some trans women in Paris in France mm-hmm. I believe and um a lot of them didn't have their ID changed and they were they were like uh on the stroll or whatever right and like all the officers was just it was just leeway especially them not having documents changed and them being um not from France especially what is it undocumented 
<coughs> it gave them more, even more leeway to be like, "Sir, we don't give a fuck about you, sir." Right. Like, sir, like when the clients would just be abusive to them and mm-hmm. stuff. Sir, what do you mean you could protect yourself, sir? It's just like that type of passive exactly. aggressiveness. Even the people that's supposed to protect mm-hmm. us give. When you are going to get a check cashed, if that doesn't match, and they feel like, "Why mm-hmm. are you trying to do a scam?" Especially right. if they think you, you know, you if you're passable, and, you know. Or you go try to get a hotel room. Now they think you're a prostitute because they done clocked from your ID says male and you dress as a woman. So they think you're at this hotel, the prostitute. So they can harass you because they think you're a sex worker. True. True. It's so many things that can happen. I remember my homegirl was in Philadelphia and because she was trans, she wasn't even, she hadn't had, now she was coming to escort. <laughs> but she but she hadn't had a client, so there was no proof or anything that she was doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know they put her out of the hotel because her ID said that she was one thing and wasn't the After other. taking you her know coin? After take, but they gave her, they refunded her money back. I was going to say, but we would have twirled for yeah, that no, one. No, 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 you no. Know they gave her her money back. But they put her out. What's crazy though is when me and Mia used to escort together and we went out of the state. She was like, Can you get the room? Because I don't want our teeth to be clogged. And I'm like, What? My ID not changed either. But she was like, No, it's just different. I was like, Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's different that's from you because you're a cover. boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't, pay, they would have paid it because they don't yeah. think that, um, that a you trans would man that you was escorting. Mm-hmm. But me, I could just be, I wouldn't even have to escort. I could just be, I could just need a hotel room. Me and my girlfriends want to go out of town. I got to get the hotel room because I got the coin or I got the ID and no one has it or some type of shit where I have to do it. And I'll automatically get those, those, uh, um, those prosecuting eyes of, hmm, let's tighten up security. Like that Uh type of tea, that feeling where you, you could tell people are looking at you some type of way. Right. Like, yeah and so just the importance of having your id and your um gender marker change just avoids it avoids things happening does it stop everything no of course not Mm -hmm. but it just it stops a hell of a lot it just does (laughs) yes yes how did it make you feel when you first got yours changed um it definitely made me more comfortable at jobs. I had mm-hmm. more success at jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, like usually, if I come in and I ace the um, and I ace the interview, I get the job. Like it, mm-hmm. that's just what it was. I come and give you this amazing um, code switching <laughs> and do what I need to do, and I get the job. Previously, it would be a thing where I could tell. Because they would ask, they would ask me about why is there an M on? I think there's mm. an M on your ID and oh, um, <laughs> da, 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 and I have all these questions, and then I wouldn't get the job. So, mm. and then I didn't. I never lived in states w- that had trans protections. I don't think I ever told this story when I went to Egypt. Did mm-hmm. I? Yeah, about going there. Oh, Egypt. okay. Yeah, it's like that. You would have avoided all the issues if your ID had the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It. it it didn't make my life change in regards to like day to day life, but definitely specific situations with cops, specific situations with jobs, specific situations with um, any kind of benefits I was getting. I didn't have to tell my tea. I didn't have to talk about my tea. Just give me what I need. Right. Yeah, I it just, was really great. I just think about situations of being out. Like when you think about going out, you think you don't think of getting inside of club that your ID would be a problem. Yeah. Like 
there would be times where I wouldn't call a pussy say and I just didn't spill my tea yet and mm-hmm. I was trying to get somewhere and it almost seemed like the security guard was trying to clock my tea to the person that I was with like right. maybe talking loud about my ID or just acting funny like there was a couple of times where I was turned away at clubs like I was turned away at a strip club I think t- I talked about this before in different episodes mm-hmm. I was turned away at um What's that strip club in Dallas? That's the Diamonds? I don't know. Some bandy ass strip club. I was turned away from there. Um because of my um they said that I, um they only allow males into that those type of facilities or some shit. Because uh, I and I was out of dress code and then I was with a a good girlfriend. We waited in a line at um one of these clubs and when I got to the front they said I was out of dress code and told me to leave and she had to come with me that was so embarrassing and it's just they Wait, only that... males were allowed in the club well this was at a strip club so whatever he just gave me some bogus ass excuse he was like only um this is for a place of men or some some weird it's ass it's a gentleman's club and if since you're not a gentleman if you're going to say you're a gentleman, <laughs> then you need to be dressed like a gentleman. Oh, okay. And so she's at a dress code because she's dressed like a girl. But oh. previously on the opposite side, there was two sides to go inside. They let in a whole stud. Right. So I was like, <laughs> wow. And, then and so when- hand me back my shit and said no dead name mm-hmm. in front of everybody in line. You cannot come in. And, you know, I went off. Right. And it, it's just, I think of um, just... Small things like that that I feel like heteronormative people wouldn't think twice about. Simple right. shit like that. <laughs> exactly. Well, congratulations. Thank I'm you. so happy that you guys have reached this milestone. Um, and many more later. Yes, Thanks. hopefully um, get this mug chopped. <laughs> Girl bone. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I really didn't follow him. Nipsey Hussle. Uh-huh. He passed away not too long ago, as, uh, as you guys know. And um, Condolences to his family. Yes. I know they're hurt. Oh, devastated. so goddamn mm-hmm. fine. And I'm, I'm just now. I'm sorry. That was wait, inappropriate. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that went way over my head. Who fine? Lauren London. His wife. She's well, not his wife. He didn't marry her. I'm sorry. He had children by her. But he didn't marry her. Mm. Nipsey was fine too. Yeah, he was. It was attractive. He was. Yeah. Yeah, somebody but, shot him. Yeah, outside that of was my annoying. that was my get back. I'm sorry. Oh, um, so annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got shot by somebody coming out of his LA store. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what it is. I thought he was just standing in front of the store cuz So there's some was, surveillance out. I but yeah, really, I seen it. yeah, there's some surveillance, surveillance out, but you know, there's it's brand new. He just, it just happened, so they're gonna they're gonna Dissected. find somebody and they found somebody already. Oh, they did. Okay, good. The reason why I brought that up is because I I was paying attention to all the news because it's all over social media. So right. I was looking to my LBGT sisters and brothers, and they, some of my good girlfriends was like, um, no, <laughs> no, ma'am, I don't care. Good riddance. Mm. I'm um I'm sorry to your family and stuff, but 
girl, you did not care for the girls and you blatantly used your platform to tell people that you didn't care Mm -hmm. about LBGT men. This was a statement that he made. Um, I I don't have the statement right now, word for word. I can read it one second. Yeah, I got it too. Oh, go ahead. Well, basically it had to do with a, uh, a group of men and they were dressed really nice. And he said, you know, there's no abandoners and, or no queer. Well, I can't say queer people. What did he say exactly? What did he say? Um, so what he said was, there's a picture, okay, of next to like a group of black men like dressed in suits and shit. And I don't know if they're at a church or they're in some. It's just a bu- a, a big function with a bunch of black men, youth ranging in different age, in suits, dressed nice. Da 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 da. They were in bow ties, so I don't know why yeah. I assumed they were a Muslim. I don't know why I assumed that. Yeah, not necessarily, but could have been, could have been not. Um, and he says the demonstrate the demonstration speaks louder than conversation. They gonna feed us every image of our men and boys, but this one talking about the picture no hyper violence no homosexual no abandoners just strong black men and young men respect to my big homie somebody for leading this with love and intelligence god is with us who can be against us and when you go ahead and when you when you listen to that statement how can you assume that none of these people fell into those categories that you Abandoners, uh, people, oh, okay, yeah. Like how, all those. How could you read that and not think that he was a homophobe? Right. Someone because it's politely saying, "I don't care for you girls." Mm-hmm. Someone said, "Well, actually, it was D. Ray." He said, "You listed three qualities as equally negative: violent, gay, and abandoner, and as the opposite of strong." Two. What made you assume everyone in the picture was straight? Three, are you saying that to be against homophobia to succumb to the mainstream media quotation? And Nipsey replied, one, I listed three qualities overrepresented in the mainstream media's narrative of what a black man is. Point out the first lie. <clears throat> and what else? That was his response. So right. what he wasn't getting <laughs> what Oh, D. Ray also said, "I've never thought that black, gay black men were overrepresented in the media, but the original they're not. <laughs> but the original point is that gay is not a bad thing, not synonymous with violent, abandoner, and not the opposite of strong." Nipsey said, "I don't look down on gay people. I love all guys, but you do for real. I take." issue with the larger agenda i'm very well informed contrary to my appearance and my conclusion is there's an agenda we can go fact for fact and get you some understanding if you like if not god bless this agenda but the the thing about it is that let's break it down that burns my pussy when i hear them say that this is a nice way of being a homophobe it's just not saying faggot it's just not Mm. calling motherfuckers you gay motherfucking faggots it's not that kind of angry homophobic language but this is the same kind of anti-gay destroying the black family destroying the black undermining the black the black black male male image um, undermining the black excellence overall, mm-hmm. on undermining black advancement as a people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what they think. This is classic 
Hotep. Talking points. Like, this is what they say. This is what they do. And you acting like that that is not what you meant. You are a fucking liar. You are a liar. <laughs> like, but this is what you meant. Was that him? But was he saying that's not what I meant? It sounded like he was agreeing with it. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. I know the statistics. I'm I'm not dumb. I, I'm, I'm not... I'm smarter than what I look like, so I have some type of idea of the agenda. Okay, and then you are then what you're doing is saying that gays are synonymous, <laughs> like mm-hmm. D-Ray said, are synonymous with abandoners mm-hmm. and hyperviolence. All of those three things are synonymous, and they are negative for the black male image. Mm-hmm. That's what you are saying. You mm-hmm. can't you can spin it however you want to spin it. Mm-hmm. And some people were saying, well, he was talking about how all the people the t- um. Uh, the Hollywood people are dressing up like women just to get roles and talk about like Tyler Perry. That's not what he said. You're not going to gaslight me. He said the, he said basically the gay agenda. Right. That in, in less than a few words. So for us, I think the problem that people are having is that they're confusing us, not giving a fuck with thinking that he deserved to die. Mm. Yeah, because like, I don't no, think that. I don't want at you. To, all. I don't. I don't want anybody. I don't. I love all black people, mm. all of them, even the shady late ones. Mm. I want black people to survive and get better and heal from their bullshit. So mm. even him being a homophobe, I want to be able to reach him. I want him able to learn and be. And get over to where you love all black people. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be in this mindset because I feel like if we're not all free, then none of us are free. Mm -hmm. That's one of that's one of what Mm -hmm. I believe. So I don't I don't want you to die to gun violence just because you're a homophobe. No, Mm -hmm. that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Because if that was the case, there'd be a lot of dead motherfuckers that I would want dead. Right. So that's not a lot of black ones, and that's I don't think that that's productive. I don't exactly. think everybody should die because we uh, all gotta heal from colonialism. Exactly. So I don't want everybody to die, but I also reserve my energy of caring for people who love me, for people who are not speaking against me, because homophobic dog whistles and rhetoric, like the right wing that we just read, stuff like that, leads to people that are not intelligent committing violent crimes against us because of the platform that you have you have you are just like donald trump just like we hold donald trump um accountable for the things that he says to rile up the racist base that is on the right sweetheart you are a part of the you are the part of the people who have a platform that are riling up homophobia into the conservative base of black men and hip-hop and hip-hop you are the ones who are riling up these feelings and blowing the fire so it can rev up so somebody who is not as intelligent as you who you may not be out here bashing gay people but somebody who is a little bit more on the violent side than you can hear your words and it solidify ignorance in their mind and it turns out to be violent to us and they can kill me they can kill people i love they can kill homosexuals that i that are a part of my community and because i'm a part of this community I don't have time to give a nigga who was a supposedly a leader 
<laughs> who was saying these detrimental things because it, it wasn't just about homosexuals. He was saying some bullshit about black women. This is, he just one of these whole tap ass motherfuckers. It's not just, he's that he's on a pedestal because he fit this patriarchal fucking, he has this patriarchal ideology that black men have bought, not all of them, but a lot of black men have bought into anti-gay, um, whole teppery, whatever that fuck that bullshit is. So for me, because this is my, because I live in this community and I do work in this community that you had, you continue continuously try to marginalize and ostracize and demonize. I don't have fucking time to give you my care and condolences. So I don't give a fuck. Let them hotep ass motherfucking niggas that care about you, that think of you as a leader fucking cry at your funeral i am not going to that's just simple as that did you give back to the community great you gave back to your community that's it you gave back to the community that you find that you deemed respectable in your city should them motherfuckers honor you absolutely go ahead give it to them let all the cishet um hotel motherfuckers that love you and your music take take all, give send you all the flowers put teddy bears on where you got shot by another fucking cishead nigga all that shit take all of that shit and they do all of that these gay motherfuckers over here that you called abandoners that you made synonymous with abandoners and and violent and all the negative things that make black people negative and all this shit that you put us in the box of we gonna be over here celebrating the people that we need to celebrate and let your people people do you because we're we we don't have the time for that because we're trying not to die from the people who you are riling up right and we can't be lenient when we look at the statistics no. like i saw a pie chart it said transgender murders by gender identity trans women 87 percent trans men four percent other trans identity nine percent murders of transgender women by race black 80 percent latinx 10 percent native american five percent white five percent Speaking of trans deaths, so we, right before he died, so we can't be a, trans, a black trans woman died. <coughs> so right. we Go can't ahead. be lenient Two. to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can't just be lenient to oh yeah, we're just gonna sweep it under the rug. Exactly. When that those statistics are crazy, <coughs> right? So the, the, your language, the words you use, the size of your platform results in our dying just don't so say nothing that you at don't all care. just don't say nothing at all but no no no, no. you can you can co- critique the images that black men have out without the drop backdrop of that comparison right being true. homophobic true you can say something about wanting um more images of black positive non-violent um black male leaders you can say that and you can have that kind of critique to the media but do not put it against a homosexual backdrop like, don't do that. True. Like, I'm saying, like, don't say nothing all as fine as I love God's children for real. Like, just after you do that, that one little Instagram post, just just leave it alone. Just yeah. say it because <laughs> just, you just respectfully saying I don't care for you girls, but I respect everybody because this is my platform and I don't want the LBGT community to get me together because that's what happens. Because what you're saying to me. You, you're erasing my blackness. You are saying that I undermine the black movement. 
and I'm not a part of it. And that I'm not a part of it, that you don't give a fuck about me. So when you die, okay, folks didn't kill you. Somebody else killed your motherfucking ass. So your your life was undermined by violence, not gay folks. (laughs) But when you say that and when you die, don't think that I'm going to be sitting there like, oh, my God, I care so much. Let me let me reverence you. No, I don't reverence people like that. I don't give you any kind of um, do I just the empathy in me wants to feel bad about um, for your children, the babies, and the babies the wife, that's losing the their losing their the girlfriend, the lose the 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 mom, the people who the have impact lost, that you had on the black community, the right that you um, get in real estate and contributing to the communities in LA. I feel bad that some people are going to lose that coin that you were doing whatever you were doing. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I I I I I do respect you in regards to. I, you giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. And that was admirable of you. But you weren't giving back to my community. You was actually harming my community. Yeah, you see you what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I got a... And, and you didn't even pay me dust. You paid me negativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's I would still love dust to me. I, negativity I, is dust. It's not being dust, included. Dust, included. Uh, dust almost implies that you kind of not doing anything to me. True. Ignoring me. You're not ignoring me. You're actually putting me in the mix with violent people. You actually are putting me in the mix synonymously mm-hmm. with abandoners. You are putting me in the box that I am negative to my community, mm-hmm. which is totally disrespectful to the history of black gay men right. and trans folks because we have been a part of the black people moving like forward. James Baldwin. Uh, James Baldwin, Bayard Rustin, Audre Lorde, Polly Mori, Quiet as a Kept, Malcolm X. So many people that have fought mm-hmm. to get blackness on the map of humanity. <laughs> and not just gay people. Right. Mm-hmm. So stop. So stop. You actually met, putting us in there is a, has a negative impact on my community. So yes, you might have given to other people, mm-hmm. but the, this community that you're adding to the marginalization, mm-hmm. you're not. I'm, I'm not going to respect that. I just mm-hmm. want that same energy that they have for defending Nipsey Hussle from when he died for from being homophobic to the same energy when black trans women die have nobody really even talked about the girls Mm-mm. who have died recently some have but i do understand that he does have a higher platform and that's why he is more recognized at the moment but apply that same energy when you, that same care that you want us to have for somebody but he's dead when you get the shock have you seen the mm-hmm. people giving like, the oh shock my God. This, is, this is a dead person and meanwhile really- to piggyback on uh, where was I think it was in Brazil they were saying you know Brazil they try to make it seem like Brazil is very open to trans people blah 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 blah. but it was one girl in there was like I alone had 30 friends that got murdered yeah no they're not they kill trans women like crazy they're usually the highest like every other day Mm -hmm. but when you see comments when you see people coming they come and be disrespectful about some human being that's dead and so Mm -hmm. it's it's ironic that I'm supposed to kiss a motherfucker who was against my community's ass because he died no it was also crazy is it's not a lot of us so us getting killed at these rates is not something that's just like oh yeah i mean Sweep like, y'all just, yeah. y'all, it'll be more of y'all no worries you're not gonna be depleted 
I no, don't they don't even think that. They just like good riddance. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh. Yeah, and, and I don't care what documentary you were doing on Dr. Sebi scamming ass. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what documentary you was doing. I'm not I'm not I'm not conspiracy theorists and da 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 da. Yeah, da. they was making it seem like I was like, Yeah, if you don't, get y'all y'all don't know this man personally. Get out of here. Like yeah, there are healthy man. eating styles and blah 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 blah. I am against big pharmacy, da 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 da, but nigga. Hormones saved my life. (laughs) Your motherfucking ass was murdered in a violent way. You were a gang member. You were um. This is a life you live, and you know you. There was a sickening ass quote that he was talking about when he was talking about um how motherfuckers throw out morality. And like I said, mm-hmm. there was some shit that he said that I agree with, especially when it comes to blackness and um, classism. Like that, he said, you know, when motherfuckers is out of he- out here trying to survive, they throw out morality because they don't see morality. They're trying mm-hmm. to survive and get shit done. Mm-hmm. And they when they when they're not in survival mode, then they can think about what's good and what's bad. But when they're in survival mode, they th- you can think about they can think about that later, bitch. I'm trying to survive, mm-hmm. and that was some real shit. That's mm-hmm. real life talk. You can say so, some real shit. Exactly. Nigga, you 80% rich. 80% of the time. You rich and motherfuckers don't. Yeah. When you rich, motherfuckers try to get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. And so you probably just got God. And that's what happened. It happened nothing to do with the gayness, nothing to do with blackness. It just, nigga, you rich and motherfuckers trying to get you. <laughs> I mean, and then they tried to compare. They were like, well, if it, w- if it wasn't the government. Um, no, they say if it was gang related and it wasn't the government, then how come um, motherfuckers uh, uh, die randomly all the time? Yeah, I honestly right. didn't pay. I haven't been paying attention to any of the like. I honestly been staying away from social media because, like, I have I follow most most guy mostly guys and you know oh us being in the culture that we in you know as black people a lot of a lot of black men look up to other men that you know have a lot of money and you know mm-hmm. so it was just a lot of that and i just been staying away from that staying away from social media and whatnot i ain't really been hearing much of it i'm just like hey like people die every day yeah <laughs> like, <Them> motherfuckers <laughs> get robbed and shot and wore out yeah. every day yeah they get wore out that's what it is people that's do great do. shit every day and rent like normal people that work day to day give 20 dollars to a homeless person mm-hmm. and give literacy about i don't know just a book or reading a book mm-hmm. to children like the drag queen they do good shit stuff. like that Right, so it's just like, hey, we all could do great things. We put our minds to it, but and you I can't can also be, there. be trash too, right? <laughs> I can't. I'm not just gonna be like, yeah, if I'm seeing you with all these followers blatantly comparing pe- people that I fuck with and love to abandoners and violent, especially people. when you you say that you have this level of intelligence, so you know that the words that you were saying right now is going to reach the amount of people on the platform that you are using. But you don't care. That's And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't care. You're just doing it. So, p- LGBT folks, you do not have to give your motherfucking Once condolences. <laughs> you don't have to give your condolences. You don't have to give your care. You don't have to give your energy to a motherfucker that didn't give his care in his life to you. He didn't care about you, so you ain't got to care about him. Yeah. Try like that. No shame. 
We got a letter. So, hey, Diamond, me, and Zia. I What's have up? decided to have the sex talk with my son next month. He is 12 years old. Aww. A cis male, cis male, and as far as I know, he is heterosexual. His dad and I had him when we were in high school. I personally was a hypersexual child <laughs> at work. Uh, me too. My <laughs> earliest sexual feelings that I can remember were in elementary when I got the feeling that I had to pee as I watched the movies Species when I was five years old. I never got the sex talk, so I think Species is the one where the where they was where the 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 alien turned into a woman was trying yeah, to have sex with, with the, men. the men to yeah. create more I was aliens. That movie. Me too. I was like, I was yes, that movie. Like, that was my movie. Because it was, it just made me feel some uh-huh. type of way, very empowered as a feminist. Like, and oh, then when she was I'm trying done. to really, and then she sensed that that man had something wrong with him. And she wore him out. And she wore him out. Yes. Come <laughs> yes, on, sick. So that was a sick movie. You anyway. I must be too young. You, you, wow. I feel old. <laughs> you never seen Species. No. You never. <laughs> no. You, yes, you had to. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. That came out when I was in college. Mm, I Wait. wasn't even thought of. Yeah. That's what my aunt was saying. My, oh. my good aunt. She was like, you yeah. wasn't even thought of. See, when these <laughs> moments happen, it feels so weird to me. Yeah. So we no, gotta watch that. It's a good you movie. You was born, but oh. you wasn't. Uh, Who, me? Yeah. Oh, him. You was born, but you wasn't. Like, probably, probably couldn't this. remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. let's finish the letter. So um, she that's what that's the movie that gave us her feelings. <laughs> I never got the sex talk, so I want him to have it. He has told me that his dad has talked to him about sex and referred to his penis as the third leg. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, that's cute. She says in the letter, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's exactly what I said, too. With a um, Q. <laughs> I want to give him a well-rounded talk that includes consent, safety, and the LGBT community. I would like to get some advice on anything I should include, anything you feel you wish the men in your life should would have grown up learning, and mm. that what uh and what a young man should know about the trans community. Oh, I love the podcast. Thank you. Cool. Mm, Whitney. Thanks, Whitney, for the thank mail. you. Yes, entrusting oh. us with sex talk with your child is so much pressure. <laughs> Gosh, I, I just turned teen myself. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh Lord! So first of all, I wanted to start off by saying. Um, by sharing you all's experience with the sex talk, like did y'all parents give you the sex talk? How did sex talks go? Were they awkward? Was there anything missing? Like in regards to how did your sex talk go? Who gave it to you? Well, um, I was always raised by my mom, so mm. I'm very inquisitive as a child. I always got caught watching pornos and. <laughs> I, I found my still mom's does. stash of... I always catch her still. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyways. House business. House business. Right. House business. Why would you do that? She's a porn addict. Okay, go ahead. So this was established at a young age. Um, <laughs> it, long story short, 
I was very inquisitive. I used to ask my mom all kinds of questions about puberty. I Googled puberty. My mom bought me a book um, that, that was Sex for Dummies. I don't know if you remember those books. Mm-hmm. I, I just really, really inquisitive about everything. And my mom was the type of person that she wanted to educate us about everything. So she would drop us off in high school Um or was in middle school. I just remember so much education about sex, like uh, at convention centers that were for um, teenagers or um, middle uh, middle school, and um, we would just have all this knowledge about sex. Like she would and, drop you off at seminars and stuff, mm-hmm, yeah, like conferences and stuff. And we would go to like different classes that had like talked about different things. Like they had a class that were from uh, from men, and then they had a class for girls, Seminars. and then like both. Come so on, Eula. It, yeah, Come I'm on now. Yeah, yeah. So I always already had like this really big idea of STDs and using condoms and what they can do to you, and so mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I think it was really, really helpful because she she gave me all the information and she she didn't make me feel weird about it. Like I asked her every question and she was just honest. She was just like, oh, OK, so boom, this is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens. Oh. And she 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 didn't just tell me it. She gave me literature about it so I can read it on my on my own as well. Right. And she didn't continue it at just like one phase of my life. Mm-hmm. Like it, it she continually. <laughs> she even told me one time my mama said water-based lube is okay or silicone-based lube i was like oh well my mom was open real open very open i was like yeah (laughs) you're just open but that helped with that really helped with with my education Mm. and like being comfortable with sex Mm. i just wish that Somebody would have told me about dishing, but you know, that's another. See, story. my experience was totally different. I would like to, you know, just admit I'm sorry, parents. I'm not trying to throw you on the bus, but I was neglected in a lot of aspects. <laughs> that's real and problem. that was definitely one of them. So <laughs> I wasn't warned about my period coming. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't. Really Ooh. taught how to brush my teeth properly. Ooh. Yeah. Um, just small stuff. So I definitely wasn't taught about sex. Um, I kind of just learned as I went and learned from learned from what I observed. Really, I learned um, there was a uh, program. Well, I really learned like the actual educational way quote unquote in Mm -hmm. school they had her sign a waiver that i could be able to watch this watch the videos and read what they were going to give and basically they had a different class for the girls and a different class for the boys and so i was of course i was along with the girls and then they taught you about your periods and what to do as far as your periods they gave out pads and i was like okay so I just and then me being trans on top of that being ashamed of getting a period um I didn't tell anybody the only person that was really involved in my life as far as any um coming of age going through puberty um type of conversation was my aunt and she mostly 
was the one that kind of raised me most of the time in my teen years. And she mm-hmm. was just like, hey, when you get your period, let me know. I want to celebrate. And I was like, I don't fucking celebrate that, you know, as a <laughs> trans man. But then it was like, if she would have did it in a different way, I probably would have been comfortable to talk about that with her. But it was just, it was just weird. I just didn't have any sex education no guy i would no think that basic and that probably was her thinking the celebration of it yeah probably because a lot of times people are shamed there's a lot of shame around mm-hmm. periods mm-hmm. so i think she might have thought yeah. wanting to celebrate it right. would it be counteracting the shame that comes around with the period <laughs> exactly. so but, but you being like, a whole trans i don't want to fucking no. deal with that just say i'm gonna get it and tell me what to do wasn't she, wasn't she a therapist yes yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. So she probably thinking like, I'm gonna celebrate it. I'm gonna not give this shame, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're gonna celebrate it and make it seem like it's a good thing and blah blah blah, which it is. It's natural and da 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 da. Right. And she probably thought she was doing the right thing and was like, No, ma'am. And I paid her. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I had God. I was a hypersexual child. My mother. I can't remember a sex talk. Sex. I had sex education classes in um, high school. I had um, all of the sex talk in regards to my family was really fear based. It mm. was really, and it wasn't like a a sit down and talk to me about sex type of thing. It was mm. just it randomly would come up. So it was mm. it, sex was always, um, you know the HIV being the big bad thing that you're going to do if you get to having this gay sex. (laughs) It was always to deter. Black and white. Yeah, it was always to deter me from being gay. So, um, Oh, wow. You know, so when I was younger, because they assumed, like, mind you, even before I could conceptualize the the gay. Yeah, they knew. And so before I could conceptualize what gay meant, I was getting gay sex fear talks mm-hmm. like you're gonna be down there and like i remember where we lived there was a club called our place and it was a gay club now i didn't know anything about gayness so i didn't know mm-hmm. what this place was but i do remember walking past it when my mother would take me to mcdonald's and seeing on the window o-u-r-p-l-a-c-e our place and it was rainbows and all the windows was blacked out so you couldn't see in there but there was like a rainbow little flag right there on the Mm. sticker on the door but i didn't know what rainbow meant i have any i didn't have any kind of concept of that at the time so as a child rainbow is like oh a rainbow it actually associated with church it was a it was the promise of god that he Mm -hmm. won't he won't flood anymore (laughs) you know it was Mm -hmm. it was that it was it was never about about gayness so my uncles would say yeah moochie if you don't get that boy into some boy stuff he gonna be down there up the corner at at our place (laughs) 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 catching aids and da 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 like it would be shit like that Mm. so they would that's that's what they would do. It would be it would be fear based. Gotcha. So that was when I was younger, younger. Then when I got older, and I started, they started to really see that I had no interest in girls. Mm-hmm. Then my mother would try to, like literally, she would try to get, she would try to talk me into letting her pay a crackhead. She was on drugs too, mm-hmm. but pay a crackhead with crack to have sex with me. You know what? That actually happened to me too. Wow. With your mom? I don't know. No, with my um. Wow. Stepdad, he like I remember coming home 
and um in high school or middle school and mm-hmm. they already had all these talks and he was like you know i'll have somebody come over here um and y'all i forgot what the concept was but he was gonna pay somebody to come have sex with me and i'm like the fuck i thought he was playing no but it sounded like playing. he was serious so basically no. y'all and so i was like oh bitch you tried it so basically they condoning child molestation basically basically and they think that but they think that it's gonna make you like pussy they think that if you just get just have sex, just have sex with a woman, that it's, it's gonna, gonna be, like be oh my god, you're gonna like it. Like epiphany you, of it, you, it, you cannot. Why you was have I a born? penis. Why was I born on Mars, <laughs> baby? You Gosh. have a penis. You're gonna love vagina. Just mm. wear it out. <laughs> like I kept this is what about. The, this is what they think. And so, mm. oh my god, so we're gonna try to hook you up with this. And so that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, as I got. I remember when I, this boy was 13 and I was nine ish, 10 ish. No, I couldn't have been that young. It was about 10, yeah, 10, 11. And he told me to come back to a room and he would masturbate in front of me. Not no creepy shit. He's 13, I'm like 11. And he's like, Has anybody ever taught you how to masturbate? And I'm like, No. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, if you do like this for a long time, and he's just show, like he's he's not talking. It's not mm-hmm. for me. It's not creepy. He's showing me how to masturbate. He's telling me that if I rub it the right way, then this white stuff is gonna come out. And he he made white stuff come out of his dick, <laughs> and he was squishing the white stuff wow. in his fingers. <laughs> he was like, "See this white stuff? This white stuff is called." Come. This, See, he could have taught that sperm. in a different way, but you know. But he's thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's his only way of trying. To yeah. And, and, and he could have drew think, it. <laughs> no, he was showing me. <laughs> and he jacked off in front of me, nutted, and started squishing the cum in between his fingers, and said, "I don't know if you were able to do it because when I was your age, I wasn't able to do it. Oh. But but when you get older, it's gonna be some cum that come out just like this." And he was squishing the squishy cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so attentive. Turned on. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I start stroking mine to see if. And maybe like two months later, I had to be like 10 because that's when I started exploring masturbation. So like two months later, me playing with my own stuff, I end up nutting. And so I came back to, I used to spend the night at his house because him and my mother was in the same shelter. But his auntie lived across the street, so we would go spend the night over there too. It was kind of, it was a bunch of like a communal family. No, that wow. happened to me too. That's like, yeah. I had the same experience. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so, so weird. And so I came back and told him and said, yeah, so white stuff start coming out of mine too. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yes. That's what it is. Oh, wow. You a man now. Yeah, he was all of that. You a man now. You a man now. <laughs> so, wow. And so I'm like, and I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm exploring. Wrong, I'm exploring. You know, that's how I explore the sexuality. Mm. Um, and over time, my mother would say it was it was really focused on um my gayness. It was never just sit down and teach you about condoms, teach mm. you about consent, teach you about any of that stuff. Like, it never was really specific. It was really about are you gay or are you not gay and why you don't tell me you gay and why you can be honest with me. It was, I'm like, no, I'm not, in my mind, I'm like, no, 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 stop asking me, don't stop asking me that. <laughs> like, it was never, it was always like, no, I don't want to talk about this with you. 
I've been saying I'm not gay for years. Mm -hmm. And now you're trying to get it out of me and you're trying to manipulate it out of me. And I know you are. And I don't want to talk about it. And I don't. So it it was never about centered around sex. It was centered (laughs) around anti-gayness. <laughs> that sounds like conversations I used to have in my high school. Mm-hmm. Like like girls used to be like, are you, are you are you sure you're not gay? I'd be like, no, I have a girlfriend. They just live at a different, they go to school at a different campus. <laughs> exactly like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like, <"Mm-mm."> bitch. <laughs> yeah, girl. Okay. Girl. <laughs> so tell me what, did you, would you have wanted to learn? Because from your story, it what the problem was even when somebody is as open as your mother the it's still centered around cishet normativity mm-hmm. your your education those seminars those books and all that stuff they they're assuming that the person is reading is cis and they're assuming that they are heteronormative and she just so, disregarded that you was a little feminine Right or person. didn't know yet? Well, she knew, <laughs> she knew, <laughs> but she didn't want that. So, no. said, but even the education was still the people she dropped. The people who she dropped you off at at the seminars, they didn't know. They just was oh. teaching basic cis heteronormative sex education, True. and so they don't teach it about that. So, in me, tell me in regards to me, there was a lot of stuff that was missing from cis het normative sex conversations <laughs> a lot uh-huh. so did was there anything missing from your perspective since you got the open mom who gave you all these sex talk what was missing i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm like i'm trying to think but like you know i, I said earlier do she i didn't but she didn't i didn't know that i was going to be p- participating in anal sex mm-hmm. in anal sex and i didn't know that it was okay like like you i've always been i was taught at a young age she could have told you more about what the vagina does Mm. um but do they is that normal for them to do for a boy child yeah it wasn't something to be like oh it should be yeah i think so i don't i think it should be the same type of education did you get an education about what a penis does no right (laughs) that's interesting because a lot of people who learn about like the opposite sex from, they learn it from the opposite sex in the middle of the in situation the, right so it's like <laughs> exactly. if you already have this knowledge Mia be like have... what what is this part I'd be like bro we be in the middle she just be like opening stuff and closing <laughs> stuff and I'm like what is this I'm very that girl You, I'm very inquisitive <laughs> I have questions Ooh, no. <laughs> I want to make sure the mood is right darling which is fine be. as long as it's with me as it should it's be. not some random person well, but why did you go there <laughs> I'm just Where saying <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want people to think that it has to be gendered Mm. You know, sex education has to be gendered because that's right. one of the points I want to make. No, okay. not, no, I understand that and I agree. Now that he mentioned it, I did. I didn't know about the opposite sex, um, at the at, at opposite sex parts. So um, that would have been enlightening to know. But mm. at the time, that was not my focus. I was like, okay, what's going on down here? I need to figure out what's going on. And mm. I, I was more interested in that, but I think it should be well-rounded. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, with me, um, how to put on a condom. Mm. Um, they didn't teach you that in school? Both genders. No. 
What? Y'all don't have any sex education not, in school. Not on, like I said, it was gendered. It was just the girls was in one section. They didn't have no the bananas boys in class? Was in, nope. Boys was in one section. They tried it. As far yeah. as the girls' education, we was just talking about periods. Oh, we didn't have bananas. Gotcha. We had dildos. We had dildos, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. At least y'all could have had bananas. Um, but I had one that had a banana, too. Uh, <laughs> see, I had a cucumber instead. See, um. I wish I would have got this. Um, <laughs> dental dams, um, periods, how to get pregnant, um, even about- prep now. Um, well, prep wasn't out back then. Yeah, I know. Now, now. Oh, okay. prep now. Um, oh, okay. STDs, different ways you can contract them. Um, circumcision, everybody's different. Some people got a hoodie, some people don't. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your hoodie cut off, you can. If you, uh, you, this is what you could lose if you get it cut off. If you're not circumcised, um, personal hygiene. Um, <clears throat> pH balance. Once you in, like warning the people that own vaginas, you know, once you open up that that gateway, it's easier to contract different um infections. Um, you're talking about after your virginity. Yeah, after your hymen's broken, it's easier to contract different um infections. Oh, Just taken, the warnings. I hate, I'm sorry, that was a trigger word for me. I I. A t- your virginity taken as if you didn't give it I'm sorry that that was like really <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't think about that because virginity is a social contract that does not exist right. go ahead <laughs> um, ways people yeah. oh consent and ways people try to manipulate you into sex and mm-hmm. um different different patterns of people that get together in intimacy mm. that's basically it um so first of all, I wish it would the conversation would have been. I don't know if you if 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 the child is heterosexual. I think certain things they don't really need to be talked about, but I don't think they need to talk about if they're heterosexual. But me, because I wasn't heterosexual, mm-hmm. there are certain things that I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to know about douching. I needed to know about because I. I, I took. I was attracted. How would you have that conversation, like baby? Squirt some water decide. up your boom boom. Well, I, I can't see my. I can't see. Be, I can't see my mother being equipped to have that conversation. But how would? But would you do that? Like if I had a if I had a gay son or or a or um a a, a, a heteronormative um. Girl, they have girl. diagrams like now, either though. or because you know yeah, girls, no, yeah. yeah. So they have like, pamphlets now. I have tons of experience with the anal judging. I have tons of experience well, with you that. Know what I'm saying like, I how would you give explain that, that to a no? Child? But like with that, I feel like you can do what your mom did as far as like pamphlets, like like you know how they do oh. if you look it up, like on the wiki. I forgot what it's called. They show pictures, uh-huh. like yeah. that type of thing. You could just show that. Hey, this is how you do that. Oh, I could give the business. <laughs> I can that I can be educated about, but I can't see uh, my mother being equipped to be able to do that. So yeah. even if I expected her to do it, I wouldn't. And I needed it. Right. She wouldn't. She wasn't in the anal, so she wouldn't know anything about it. So I mm-hmm. wish I would have had somebody like that. I wish I would have had a non-fear based education on what if, HIV. What if they had it like 
like gay seminar, LGBT seminars for sex education. You can get all Separated? of that on YouTube. Really? It's now you mm-hmm. y'all generation, it's a lot of stuff that y'all can have that y'all have access mm. to that I didn't have. I, this really makes me feel old. <laughs> but I, I didn't I didn't have access to. Like you can literally Google how to douche on YouTube and it gives you the information. You can Google how to tuck because some bitches still don't know how to tuck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the you know, the right way to where it's concealed. Mm-hmm. Um so it's so many things that you can learn to do just by a Google or a YouTube search and they give you the whole visual of how to do it. I also forgot um, about shaving. Go ahead. Like safe ways to shave if you're going to mm, be shaving down, down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh. I didn't... I really needed to like i didn't want it to be fear-based i needed to be open Mm. i needed it to be um come in with curiosity Mm -hmm. i needed them to come in and allow me to ask questions and not be shocked by my questions and not be um joking about them because sometimes i would have conversation with people and it would be a joke like they would like they were like, ah, shit, what? This crazy, right? Like my uncles and shit. Like it would be like a joke, and they not taking it seriously. Right. And so I would be like, okay, I'm gonna stop asking questions. But they were children. I didn't know that they were children. Like they were, they were children. But to me, they were adults. Got you. So they were shit, eighteen, seventeen. You get what I'm saying? Now I know they were children. But me being seven, eight. You see what I'm saying? They were then they babysitted me. They were the adults. Mm-hmm. Shit, my fucking mama was 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the well, I don't I can't remember what age she was, but she wasn't she wasn't an mm-hmm. older adult. She mm-hmm. had me when she was 17. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember I just remember it always being a joke. I remember it always being based in fear and avoid and, and we would always end up going to gay talks. Um jokey joke. I just wish it was a little bit open. I wish it was a little bit more um taken a little bit more seriously and been a little bit more thorough Mm -hmm. so do you feel like she should have some trans inclusivity in her conversation to a seemingly heterosexual teenager no but i feel like she should make it be known hey there's different patterns so if you feel like there's different patterns that you would be into. Make sure you let me know so I can, you know, give you further information on what you need to know. Different patterns. Like what different people. By- like, okay. you know, you know, there's homosexual people. Okay, you know, there's people that are attracted to transgender people. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you ain't got to go into the details. Well, when you open that door and those questions start coming. That's fine. I mean, as long as they're open to, you know, just make it be known you're you can ask me anything. Like mm. I'm not opposed to you experimenting if that's the type of mom you are, of okay. course. But but what if they don't even know about that? I mean, they're gonna find out eventually. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I rather as a think? parent let them know. Yeah. Do you think it should be included, man? Well, um, this in this day and age, yes, and and even even then too, it just would have been a little bit harder. But um, that back then. Because I feel like in the up and coming generation, you're going to have classmates who are openly trans. And if they're not, they're not openly trans, they're going to be there and there's going to be possibilities now that you might be attracted to them. So you would, 
I would I would be inclusive because just the way the times are coming now, like that, I I would never have thought about transitioning True, at, a, because, at such a young age. And there's like I sorry. was just watching um, a documentary with Z at home, and there was like um, a place here in Texas where it's like five little trans girls who are friends, and they live in the same city. And I'm like, that's bomb. So just imagine. Um, the conversations that they're having as as children and interacting with their classmates and what kind of conversations we learn from Jazz Jennings going through her high school years so publicly you of concerns that she has come up so I'm like if he could come in contact with trans girls yeah I didn't even think of the fact that he is he is a seemingly heterosexual and mm-hmm. if you're attracted to a trans woman I mean, if you're attracted to women, more than likely you're going to find a trans woman attractive, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. So, I mean, yeah, I would I would include the still like to open. It don't have to go in depth because, you know, we, we wouldn't do that with cis women. Well, we probably would. Yeah, they would because it's the norms. Yeah. But it's just yeah. like with some parents, I could hear them saying, how do you how when you open that door, it's almost like you're. You're um, condoning you're con- it. You're condoning no, it, and you're you're trying to um, push this agenda. I don't think it's condoning. But I, I don't. I think a person like her, as a mother who is seeing, well, not she her specifically, be, yes. But I'm saying, just mm-hmm. you know, some parents will feel that way. Yeah, I, I don't think they would be the ones that would include us. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, so I yeah, wouldn't sure. even. But being that she even contacted us, lets us know that she wants to be inclusive. And mm-hmm. I think that it should. The times mm-hmm. are coming up. And like you just said, because he is a heterosexual man, mm-hmm. there are going to be trans women that he's attracted to. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But like I but you got to have if, as long as you have the education sex. on the you gotta penis have, you got to have the homosex talk because if if she hasn't got a sex change then the the pit the the body little lady bits and man bits but boy bits match <laughs> that's why i'm like okay just make it be known as different so, patterns and it could just go anywhere you want this baby you open to talking to me about anything these there's are different many different sexualities, sexualities many different patterns it's beautiful women with different equipment and yeah. beautiful exactly. men with different equipment right. absolutely and if you want to have that talk later on in the future, I'm open for it. We don't have to go into detail. If you feel like you want to talk about it now, mm-hmm. okay, then let's go into it. But if you, as long as you open that door, and I, I do agree with Diamond when you said that the 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 homosex talk, the sex, just the sex of it mm-hmm. is a home, it's homosexual sex, right? Like because it's two peens coming together. <laughs> having sex or two vages coming together having sex like the the biological mm-hmm. of that you have to have the homosex talk got to have it yeah um, that's true so to be a little bit more concise to end the conversation let's be a little bit more pointed so mm-hmm. these are some things that i wrote down that i think are things that you want to absolutely talk about during the sex talk mm-hmm. <laughs> um male and female reproductive system Mm-hmm. So that's the body parts. We cleared, we covered that. Mm-hmm. You got to talk about both male and female reproductive body parts because that's inclusive of everybody who is exactly. a human being. Exactly. <laughs> and no matter if they're a trans woman with a penis, <laughs> intersex, <laughs> intersex, whatever, mm-hmm. we talk, include, include 
male and female reproductive parts and make sure you're talking about people who might be intersex in those conversations. There are intersex people out here with different varying degrees of male and female body parts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you got to talk about that. So when they are in relationships with these people that have a clit that's bigger than usual or whatever that it's, it's not weird to them have those kind of conversations um then we talk about sexual intercourse include oral include the penis going into the vagina the penis going into the a-hole coochies bumping <laughs> penises bumping, penises no, y'all bumping. Do that. <laughs> however booties bumping shit if they real childish double head sided dildos <laughs> <laughs> sexual intercourse can go a lot of places a lot of fun places so you can have those conversations um, pregnancy um, we have to have a conversation about pregnancies because Definitely. intercourse between a male body person and a female body person can <laughs> create a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to talk With about the condom birth control. Yeah. Talk about all that. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, so <laughs> then go into a conversation about abstinence or postponing sex. I think make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. not to not to have not to have sex if they don't want to have sex mm-hmm. they can practice abstinence and that's okay that's all right um and you can postpone sex you can say you know i want to have sex i'm horny sometimes but i want to postpone it for whatever reason that i want to postpone it so make sure that they know that that is okay um next um i think something that's really important that i think male should know is that there are ways to show affection without having sex. I think that's to me, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. I think that the actual intercourse part, I know me when I engage with men, sometimes when I didn't want to have sex, they didn't understand that I don't want to not be around you. I don't want to not be. Yeah. Cause they have like this turn off switch. Yeah. Like if you're not fucking, they cut off and think that they take it sometimes as rejection. They take it sometimes as um, like, I'm not really into you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That kind of stuff. When that's not the case. Sometimes I do want to sit and, yeah, your dick might be getting hard when we kissing, but sometimes I just want to kiss yeah, and I'm not ready for do. that yet. Yeah. And so, or sometimes I just want you to lay on my lap. I don't want you to start trying to eat my pussy or suck my penis <laughs> yeah. or whatever you got when I lay you. There's just teach about there being different ways of um, being affectionate that does not include sex. So I really want to make sure that you talk about and that. No means no, goddamn man. <laughs> We're getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> so um the other thing is talk about um birth control talk about um you know you can get shots you can get patches you can get pills you can get um pills got old school but mm-hmm. <laughs> but you still can don't get any um, implants kind of you can't get implants, people uterus but... was falling out <laughs> you know that's an option that's not everybody that's old school that's an option um um condoms contraception birth control talk about abortion talk about that being an option talk about it in a way that is not shaming that kind of stuff talk about it in a way that um 
lays it out as a part of healthcare. I think that's really good. Um, and that comes along with the safer sex conversation. What are safer sex? Um, Z mentioned dental dams, um, oral sex with condoms, um, jacking off, <laughs> masturbation. Um, both of you, you know, guys playing with each other. Be, I feel like no one talks about mm-hmm. in the birds and bees. That's kind of mm-hmm. like something that, that's a that's something that you that. don't do. Like no one talks about masturbation. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's, it's almost, almost like shameful you don't, at first yeah. and you don't do it but then all of a sudden it switches everybody does it yeah. <laughs> it was like I it was weird having my first orgasm it's like you be feeling ashamed of yourself like oh my gosh what the like, fuck happened? what did i just do oh no i never uh, <laughs> I know, well, some people i feel I, I felt like it was a secret like i knew yeah. I could. yeah i felt secretive but shame <laughs> I'm I was getting, like, I'm oh, this, nut. this is kind of love. <laughs> this is my sickness. I felt shame. <laughs> when it first happened to me, idiot? I was like sick to my stomach. I was like, wait a minute, bitch. Did I just, did I just hurt myself? Like, I thought I, I thought I did something wrong. I was like, oh. wait a minute. What, the, what is and this Nobody said? talked to you about it. So mm-hmm. nobody talked about your shame. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about your physical, like, did I do something wrong or yeah, hurt myself? I knew that. all the birds and the bees, but I know nothing about masturbation. Ah, exactly. So for me, that boy introducing it to me like something fun to do, uh-huh. it didn't have any connotation of shame for me. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, he's teaching me this is what mature boys do that's fun and it feels good enjoy it <laughs> right but i'm saying i, no, I'm just I saying had the same talk no i had the same talk too but like i had to learn it from someone else mm, yep mm-hmm. mm. so but is that a conversation that you like, you want to have with have. your mama yeah like, <laughs> I, like none okay, of this, baby, I didn't want to talk about sex with my mama but <laughs> i wanted to talk about sex with my mama you see what i'm saying like yeah. i wanted my mom is <laughs> so comfortable it's so uncomfortable in the beginning, but you be thankful for it. I'm thankful that I know the information. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's it's hard to have this a conversation with your mom, but I wanted to have a conversation with my mom about masturbation because that's what I'm talking uh, about. Shit about anybody. I mean, anybody. how would you have that conversation? Like, huh, baby, if you guys you you feeling a certain type of way, you need some free time. Just let me know. Not um, that I don't want that conversation. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> but I'm talking about teaching me that it's not shameful it's okay to do not oh you want to jack off go ahead and go jack off son no (laughs) i didn't want my mama to do that i really forgot about asexual people and saying that that's okay so Mm -hmm. we gonna get to it okay um so safer sex um and safer ways to have sex Mm -hmm. um then you i think you definitely should have a conversation about sexual orientation and gender identity within the framework of a sex talk um sexual orientation um being um heterosexual homosexual bisexual um and asexual and then um gender identities that have that that's trans non-binary and um is there some more gender fluid if you don't talk about those in a weird in a way to where it's like it doesn't seem other like taboo mm. it's just gonna be like oh, okay yeah just talk about them like you're open like and, educating. Like and educating like yeah. this is Which normal really is. not from shame but just the fact that you you're bringing it up 
automatically makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Like to your child when you're talking to them, just bringing it up and talk about them and educating them. When so when they do meet somebody like that, they they're gonna in their mind say, oh, I remember my mama talk about that. Mm-hmm. I and they can talk- decide whether or not they want to go ahead or they mm-hmm. want to pay it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely talk about STDs and HIV and AIDS and other things prep. and explaining those. Um, talk about prep. <laughs> yes. um, and please, all that please. kind of stuff. Definitely STDs that are permanent and STDs that are fixable. Um, and some of the symptoms that come around that. Boom. Um, oh, show some pictures. Baby. Ooh, yes. Make ooh, you, yes, God. Make you scared. That's fine. Because that, mean, that means you're going to be wearing a condom. <laughs> so make you sure you get the... To, you try to... This is what herpes looks like. Show you get a big diagram. <laughs> that scared me when I went to go get a, my, a checkup at the clinic. <laughs> you can see all these, uh, these pictures of... Uh, Blue waffle. Baby. Oh, my, oh my God. Uh, what looks like in the mouth and the face. You and, can talk and, about the symptoms. You don't have to necessarily show pictures. I'm bringing the smells. A, I'm yes, bringing a slideshow. You can talk about the smells, the abnormal smells. Yes. All that kind of stuff, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so we could talk about that. Um, also, three more. I'm sorry. Um, a mo- this is a lot, but you gotta. And you, you can break have this up. Bring his, bu- his book. <laughs> Write you it down. You don't have to do this all do at once. You can do it at different times. Um, I know I used to feel special when my mama would take me to like a restaurant and it'd just be me and her talking and having Aww. a good conversation. So you don't have to do it all at once, but making an event where y'all can sit and talk and da 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 da. So three more. Um, emotional consequences of sex. Mm. I think that yeah. you need to talk about that. I think you need to talk about, <laughs> about the this. connection, um, talk about <laughs> rape, date rape, gray rape. <laughs> mm. the gray area of is this rape is this not um, mm. I gave I didn't say no but I said mm, I ain't feel I like I it. want this I don't feel like this da, 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 da. all that stuff sexual assault sexual abuse talk about all that kind of stuff um, under, make when we talk about make him understand what consent looks like. Make him look for enthusiastic consent. Make let him know that no means no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I don't know. Even uh, is like no. I don't know is a no. Yeah. <laughs> make him know that any type of reservation is a no. He needs to get enthusiastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any kind of squirming. Um, any kind of any kind of okay let's go okay never mind okay let's go okay never mind no it's a no the confusion (laughs) any kind of confusion take it as a no that person's not ready even if they say yeah no no but I was actually saying this so you could you could go no no anything that's not an enthusiastic (laughs) yes is a no get an enthusiastic yes and if you have a girl let her know how to give enthusiastic yes. Right. yes. N- n- let her know that you shouldn't be sending con- confused signals. No, we're not going to do that either. <laughs> that, no. no, no, no. I'm saying like you no. can't. No, wait. No. You can't. No. Hold no, on. Wait. We, we cleared that. We're gonna the boy is getting an enthusiastic yes. And right. the girl is giving an enthusiastic yes. Right. That's what we're going to look for. That's what we're going to get. <laughs> 
and that's what we go teach our people. But I wasn't <laughs> saying that this is what happens when people. Uh, so, <laughs> emotional consequences of sex. We have to make sure we talk about rape and the gray area and the day rape, da da da, and things that he was talking about how people can manipulate you into having sex mm-hmm. and how um, something dudes do. Um, Sometimes dudes don't know what they're doing, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they are trying to, they're being really, really pushy about sex, and that's not okay. And they can not physically force somebody into having sex, but really just pressure them into having sex when they really, really don't want to. Especially and they older really like you. Women can prey mm-hmm. on young men too. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, number, the last two is, um, um, I think we should talk about how alcohol and drugs affect decisions. Mm-hmm. So have the conversation with your children in regards to how if you've been drinking, that might not be the time to plan some type of sex acts because you can it, it can some shit just happens. But I don't think that that talk talk about the importance of being in a sound mind mm-hmm. when you are around people that you are body. attracted to with your body mm-hmm. and um and how as a male child when you're drinking you may make some bad decisions and you shouldn't be drinking when you're planning these events. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't think you should. Well, I um, see it as a sacred exchange. Right. And unless both of you agree that, <laughs> hey, this is going to, we're going to have sex enthusiastically, yes, to sex for both of us. And we want to do it while we're drinking. So let's do it. Boom. If you have that kind of consent in regards to that, but going into a situation blind and drinking and doing drugs, definitely talk about how drugs can affect your decision. Um, we already talked about the other one. Did y'all want to add something else? Um, let, about I, I, I guess let, let it be like, let them be um, open, especially a male child to to know that just because you're male doesn't mean that you have to be quiet if someone does something to you inappropriately. Mm, yeah, definitely. That you're still your your voice is still valid. Um, yes, mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, definitely. Everything on a nail. All right. Well, well that I was kind of broad, but yeah, I hope. That, I think that covered a lot. I think yeah. It's gonna be a long talk, but hey, it's but be you worth can it. break it up. <laughs> like take like maybe two or three of these of these <laughs> lists and make it one conversation, mm-hmm. um, and break it up. And um, it doesn't have to be one long long conversation. Yeah. Um, I hope that helped. I, I love you you guys' questions and, and we love you guys and yeah. letters and make sure you are if you are if you can't afford to become a patron make sure you are sharing our show on your platform sharing your network with us and because that can be a donation as well um make sure that you are subscribing to us on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on <clears throat> make sure you are subscribed make sure you are following us make sure that if you know somebody that would be interested in our show go on their phone and subscribe to March to play for them some people right. don't know how to um 
fine podcast. I learned that recently at the mm-hmm. at the summit that I did. Mm-hmm. I I was like, hey, just go on your phone. It's a podcast app. Just click it. And Especially you if you have an iPhone. Yeah, if you have an iPhone, it's a podcast app. Click the podcast and search for March's Play. And do that for your mom. Do that for your grandma. Do that for whoever you know, a trans person that you see that might um, want to listen to us. If you meet them somewhere and you're like, oh, I listen to Marsha's play and they don't know about it, get in their phone and so to have their ass subscribe sure, <laughs> so they can even, get notifications. Even if you Google it, it pop up on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm, so. On SoundCloud mm-hmm. and everywhere. So definitely um, thank you who has already shared. And that's about it. All right. All right, y'all. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>